Hey, listeners, just a reminder that the history of everything sex is for mature audiences, so listen with discretion. And don't forget, we're ready for suggestions, ideas, stories, whatever you want to tell us. Just email us at thehistoryofsexpod at gmail.com. Thanks! Hello, Miss Terry. Hello, Melinda. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing just fine. Can you believe this is our last episode of season one of Of The Hose? Season one. That's exciting. I know. It is very exciting. And then after today, we'll take a couple weeks to recharge and get get all uh, ready for the next season. Right. Cool. Sounds good. Want to say you're welcome? I will. For the last time. (laughs) <laughs> in, in the year 2022 <laughs> to end season one mm-hmm. season one finale that's it welcome to the history of everything sex fantastic fantastic i'm melinda i'm terry right and today we're actually covering three christmas themed subjects Ooh, nice tis the season one is kissing under the mistletoe. Okay. One is the jolly old Saint Nick. And one is the virgin birth. Oh, you, nice. Now, you might not think that Saint Nick would have anything to do with sex. But hang in there because I got you. Okay. I'm going to show you how old Saint Nick has something to do with some sex. Right, right. All right. But we're going to start with mistletoe. Have you ever been kissed under the mistletoe? uh i don't think so yeah i think i think we had it at my grandma's house but it was always just a funny thing like my uncle would kiss me on my cheek like you're under the mistletoe yeah i feel like it's kind of a going away tradition kind of a thing i don't feel like it's yeah that big of a thing anymore right right so mistletoe is a bitch of a plant like it's like it's really an asshole it really is okay Now, it only grows on the branches of trees and shrubs. Why? Because it's a parasite that feeds off of the tree and shrubs. And how does it get there? Well, first, let me explain. Mistletoe is made up of green leaves and little white berries. Now, this. I think people mistake holly with mistletoe sometimes, don't they? I I bet you're right, because when I saw white berries, I was like, I didn't know they were white berries. But Mm -hmm. it's well, from what I can understand in Europe, the species that are over there have the white berries. But there are some American um, there are some species here in the United States or in America that have red berries. Mm -hmm. So uh, the berries are filled with a very sticky liquid that has a seed in it. Right. So. The seeds can stick to the feet or feathers or fur of like birds or squirrels. Uh And then it can be carried away to a new tree where the animal scrapes it off, allowing it to grow and invade the host with its roots. Oh, interesting. Right. So what makes mistletoe sexy? Well, it's not sexy as in it's attractive. Like, oh, that's some sexy mistletoe. Right. But it is associated with sex. The white berries have been said to represent testicles. 
Okay. And, mm-hmm. and the <clears throat> liquid or the juice inside is like semen. Yeah. The dwarf mistletoe's berries, when they become ripe, actually explode and ejaculate their seeds as much as 50 feet away at speeds of up to 60 miles an hour. Gee whiz. I know. I had right? No idea. No, I mean, either. These things are kind of dangerous. Um, if they land on a host, they penetrate, drilling into the victim and leeching off of it. These oh, are, I know. They're like, <laughs> they're mean little shits. Like now, 50 shades of mistletoe. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> now, even though all of this has lots of sexual innuendo, it was actually first associated with fertility due to its ability to grow and stay green all year long. So okay. in the winter, when most, most trees and flowers and grass are all brown or dead, mistletoe just thrives and it's green and bushy and it really stands out and brings to mind life and vitality. Mm, you know, okay. it's almost like spring has sprung. Mm-hmm. Not to mention the plant actually contains the female hormone progesterone. Get out of here. I know. Crazy, right? Right. So in ancient times, the Celtic Druids, which were religious leaders, judges, and professionals, they were kind of obsessed with mistletoe. They used parts of the plant in potions and elixirs to treat all kinds of illnesses and infections, and of course, to help increase fertility. But they didn't just go out and grab up some mistletoe. Oh, no. There was actually a whole ass ritual to this. The druids would dress in all white. They would climb up a sacred oak tree and they would dramatically chop down the mistletoe. And some of the druids would stay on the ground holding Mm -hmm. white sheets stretched between them in order to catch anything that fell since it was bad luck for any mistletoe to touch the ground. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, once the mistletoe was collected, the druids would sacrifice two white bulls. And I don't know if this was meant as a way of like thanking the gods for the powers of the mistletoe or what. I don't know. But they sacrificed two white bulls. But the Romans felt that the druids were really crude for this whole ritual thing. Mm hmm. Now, the white berries are actually poisonous to people. So mm-hmm. maybe the w- ritual was supposed to make it not poisonous. I don't know. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So interesting. Right. The common name mistletoe comes from the German word missile, like M-I-S-T-E-L, not missile, like you shoot a missile. Um, okay. Missile, which means dung. And the old English word tain which means twig because it was said to grow where birds poop so now it's called mistletoe okay, poop twig yes exactly dung on the twig is mistletoe a poop twig makes it so much less sexy uh-huh. interesting yeah right <laughs> the scientific name <laughs> for a dendron means tree thief in greek And the Druids weren't the only ones who believed in the power of the mistletoe. In Italy, women would carry or wear small bits of mistletoe to promote fertility. Mm 
It's been used in Europe for centuries to fight colon cancer, treat epilepsy, combat or reverse poison, improve ulcers, relieve menstrual cramps, and help with spleen disorders. Goodness sakes. This is some serious shit. Right, right. In France, mistletoe is sometimes given as a New Year's gift for good luck. Hmm. Now, what's not quite so clear is how the tradition of kissing under the mistletoe really started. What we do know is that sometime in the 1700s, some homes in England started hanging mistletoe above doorways or around the house to bring good luck. Mm-hmm. There's there's some speculation that servants in Victorian England were the first to kiss under the mistletoe. Huh. Right. So traditionally, any woman who walks or stands under the mistletoe on Christmas can be kissed by a guy who is lucky enough or stalkerish enough to mm-hmm. catch her there. I think some of them just like hang out and stare hang at the out mistletoe. By there. Yeah, wait for something. Or they have mm. those costumes where the mistletoe is hanging off their belt. Oh, got it. <laughs> I wasn't expecting <laughs> you to say belt. I thought you were going to say hat. But, <laughs> oh, yeah. I well, didn't hat think of too, that. but. Yeah, you know, yeah. whatever. <laughs> whatever mm-hmm. floats your boat. Yeah. Uh, so if if a woman refuses to kiss someone under the mistletoe, some say that she'll not marry in the coming year. Um, mm-hmm. Others say that she'll be cursed with general bad luck. Each time someone kisses under the mistletoe, a berry is removed from the plant. And once the berries are all gone, the okay to kiss random strangers is over. I never knew that part. I never heard that that part. Yeah. I just heard you meet under the mistletoe. You kiss. You kiss. Right. In 1820, Washington Irving, who who wrote lots of books and short stories like Rip Van Winkle and The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Mm. He wrote a five-part collection of short Christmas stories, which he drafted after a trip to England. Mm. Here he painted a picture of a festive, fun Christmas time. He introduced America to some new holiday traditions, including kissing under the mistletoe. Mm. So for over 200 years here in the United States, Kissing under the mistletoe has been a Christmas tradition. Hmm. It's also been seen in movies and sung about in songs. In the movies, um, the Grinch. The Grinch holds a mistletoe over his butt and tells Whoville to kiss it. He does. Kiss yes. it. Kiss it. Kiss it. Uh, <laughs> in, <laughs> in Harry Potter, Harry gets his first kiss with Cho under the mistletoe that rhymes yes, yep in batman returns batman and catwoman are under the mistletoe and she gives him a big fat lick on his face mm-hmm. in toy story Bo, as in Bo peep kisses woody under the mistletoe yes she does in american psycho reese witherspoon and christian bale kiss under the mistletoe uh-huh and in A Nightmare Before Christmas, Jack mentions mistletoe being hung and that people kiss under it. Yep. And then, of course, my favorite 
Christmas song is Under the Mistletoe by Justin Bieber. There's also, no, I'll say (laughs) shorty with you, shorty with you. (laughs) And then there's a song called Mistletoe and Holly by Frank Sinatra. Hmm. In All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. There's mistletoe. In the Christmas song, Chestnuts Roasting by on an Open Fire, there's mistletoe. I've always and felt bad for Chet. For Chet, because his nuts are rusting. Because his nuts are rusting. I said rusting. <laughs> <laughs> his nuts are rusting on an open fire. Poor Chet. <laughs> Poor Chet. And have a holly jolly Christmas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh ho, the mistletoe. Oh, uh-huh. her, you can see. Mm-hmm. Getting in the Christmas holiday, holiday for season. you. Kiss, Kiss her, her once, once for me. Kiss what her. about the don't, don't be under the mistletoe with anyone else but me? Na, 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 na. I don't know. Na, 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 Is that an old Christmas I, song or a new Christmas song? It's an old one. Oh, it says, don't kiss under the mistletoe. Anyone else but me? Let's see. Uh, the Royal Sisters. <laughs> well, was, I guess Kelly Clarkson sang it too. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. So now we're going to move on from kissing under the mistletoe to the very sexy Santa Claus. Oh, sexy Santa. Now, I Nick, Nicholas. Oh, mommy. Kissing Santa Claus <laughs> underneath the mistletoe last night. So Very now we're good. Combining the two. Nice you're segue. Welcome. Thank you're you. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're you got me. Mm-hmm. So we'll begin our story with Nicholas, who was born around 270 A.D. in the city of Patara in what is now Turkey to a very wealthy family. Sadly, though, while he was very young, his parents both died of the plague. Of course. Yikes. Nicholas instantly became a very rich kid as his parents had left their fortune to him, of course. But he also knew right away that he wanted to use his riches to help others. Nice. So he would drop gold coins into the windows of children who were poor or leave money on the doorsteps of less fortunate families doing so anonymously and usually at night while they slept. Now there was this one family in his city. The f- I mean, there were more than one family, but right, right, there right, was this right. one particular, particular family. family. Mm-hmm. The father was a very well-to-do merchant He and his three daughters were doing quite well financially until one day when bad luck struck and through some unknown chain of events, the father lost everything. Mm. The family found themselves destitute. Now, in this time, in order for a girl to be married, her father would pay the groom's family a dowry. If the bride's family had no dowry to give, then the girl could not get married. Hmm. In the case of this family, the father was so desperate that he had decided that his oldest daughter would need to start hooking. He was going to have her sell her ass on the street 
to earn her dowry. Yes. But lo and behold, just in the nick of time, a sack of gold showed up. So to everyone's relief, there would be a dowry and wedding after all without the need for the girl to be sex trafficked by her dad. When the second daughter was facing the same situation, the family was again surprised to find a pile of gold in their house one morning, saving this young lady from having to turn tricks. She had her dowry. Uh-huh. She had her dowry and was married off. Now, the father was curious where this money was coming from. So when the third daughter was at that age, when marriage was expected, the father locked all the doors and windows and he waited. Now, he why w- would he? <laughs> why would he do that? Right. It's like, you know what? Let's just be happy that I'm not that my kids aren't having to go out and, and sell their sell themselves so that I can marry them off. You know, exactly. You know what I mean, it's just like, it's kind of like, isn't it kind of just nice not to know at that point? Yeah. Wouldn't you leave your door unlocked and open and leave like milk and cookies? Yes, I would. I would. Right? Leave milk and cookies. A little thank right. you note. A little thank you. I don't know who you are, but I like, appreciate what, what if this. You ca- what if you catch him? Are you going to tell him to stop? Right. He would. Right. Okay. Sorry yeah. to interrupt you. <laughs> no, all I can think is like, on one hand, I'm like, oh, I guess he just must have been like this very proud man. Like, we don't need your wet ball. Yes, you do need his charity and this is keeping you from having to make your girls go out and turn tricks so just be happy you know Uh i don't know so when nicholas arrived and found that the doors and windows were locked he found another access point that chimney so he dropped the bag of money down the chimney but this time the father was waiting he did chase and catch nicholas And once he did, Nicholas begged him not to tell anyone that he had been responsible for all the gifts that people had received. For his part, the father ended up repenting for considering selling his daughters on the street. Okay, well. I don't know how you repent for that, but apparently there's a way and he did it. There's a way. Now, after this whole debacle, Nicholas decided that it was time to give up all of his money and wealth and become a minister. So, in the year 303, Roman Emperor Diocles- Diocletius, Diocletius, we'll go with that, he busted in and said, everybody had to say that they did not worship Christ, and they had to pray to the pagan gods. Of course, thousands refused, including Nicholas. And those who refused were tortured, killed, burned alive, and or fed to wild animals. They were forced to fight gladiators to the death, and even women weren't spared. Jeez. Yeah, this was not a good time to be in this area. After 10 years, all who had survived the torture were finally released from prison. Those who made it were hailed as saints, hence St. Nicholas. Okay. Yes. And due to his generosity to certain people over the years, he was named the patron saint of 
many different things Mm -hmm. from merchants to pawnbrokers to prostitutes. Hmm. So that's how good old Saint Nick became the patron saint of prostitutes. Did you know? I did. You know what? Like literally, I would have never guessed it. Not in a million. No. Not in a million. No. It's also, of course, how we got Santa Claus. The red suit comes from the red robes worn by the clergy back then. The stockings that we hang come from the story that the coins that he would toss into the people's windows would sometimes land in socks that were hung to dry. And, of course, we heard about the chimney. Mm -hmm. Also, Santa has a lot of the attributes of Saint Nick from generosity, of course, Mm -hmm. to hearing people's requests or wishes Mm -hmm. to encouraging people to be good. Okay. Yes. Saint Nicholas in Dutch is Sinterklaas. Yes. Which is where the American name for Santa Claus came. Mm -hmm. Uh, Saint Nicholas died on December 6th. 343 which is why we celebrate which is why we celebrate saint nicholas night on the night of december 5th (laughs) all right so now we come to a really weird one are you ready okay Uh so we've all heard the story of the virgin mary in some way shape or form we've all heard the story Uh There are lots and lots of discussions and theories about whether it's really possible for her to have become pregnant without ever having sex. Right. One study shows that three fourths of Americans, 75% of people in America, believe that Mary was a virgin when she gave birth to Jesus. (sighs) Ultimately, um, most Scientific type people agree that it's impossible. Mm-hmm. Others say that there are a lot of ways to interpret virgin. In fact, some say that the word originally used actually should have been translated to good instead of virgin, and she would have been the good Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, others say that maybe her hymen wasn't broken even if she did have sexual intercourse. Now, I, for one, will definitely not be giving any theories about the whole Virgin Mary thing. However, Mm -hmm. I did find the one and only recorded modern story of a real indisputable virgin becoming pregnant and delivering a baby. Well, I am very excited to hear about this virgin. I know. I'm so excited. So, okay. I shouldn't be excited because it's really, I mean, it's not the most wonderful, uplifting. Yes, it's interesting. So, all right. So there's a girl that was living in a small African country called Lesotho. Lesotho. She was born with a birth defect called Mullerian agenesis. Now, this affects the female's reproductive system often leaving her with either no vagina or no uterus or both. This particular girl did not have a vagina. She had only a dimple where her vagina should be. And I know that all of our listeners know that the vagina is separate from the urethra. So she was able to pee and all that. 
She just didn't have a vaginal opening or a vagina. So for most girls with this defect, it's found when they hit puberty. Now, I will say, I would think nowadays it would be found literally at birth, but maybe not in Africa in, you know, I don't know. But for most girls, like I said, uh, it's found when they hit puberty because after one or two menstrual cycles, that blocked blood starts to cause severe abdominal and pelvic pain, which usually lands her in the ER or in her doctor's office. Hmm. And they figure out that she doesn't have an opening, so none of the blood's able to come out. And so it's all just kind of building in there and causing pain. Okay. In 1988, 34 years ago, this young lady was 15 years old and she Mm -hmm. had a boyfriend, as one does at age 15, usually. Mm -hmm. One day she was um, orally pleasuring her boyfriend. Okay. And just after he came, they were attacked by her ex-boyfriend who had busted in knife in hand. Jeez. I know. He stabbed the unfortunate girl twice in the stomach. When she arrived at the hospital, doctors found that her stomach had been pierced and the contents leaked into her abdominal cavity. Mm. Now, luckily, she had not eaten recently, so there was very little to no solid contents in her stomach. The doctors rinsed out the abdomen closed all the stab wounds, and she was sent home good as new. Then, exactly 278 days later, this same sweet girl showed up back at the same ER, and she was complaining of terrible stomach pain. The doctors immediately could tell that she was very pregnant, but When they attempted to do a pelvic exam, they were shocked to find that she had no vagina, which, of course, led to the question, how the fuck did she manage to get pregnant? Right. So. By swallowing? We're about to find out. Oh, my gosh. So tell me about this non-vagina having dimple in the place of a (laughs) vagina virgin pregnant lady oral sex have her (laughs) so once they realized (laughs) that this was the same patient that had been seen nine months ago with abdominal stab wounds they started doing some deductive reasoning a normal pregnancy by the way lasts about 280 days so hint hint all right ultimately it was decided that The semen that she had swallowed must have traveled through the abdomen to her fallopian tubes. Ow. How, you ask? Well, let's break it down. (laughs) Okay. So, first of all, she had little to no food in her stomach. So, there was little to no stomach acid to kill the sperm. Not to mention... Semen is very protective of sperm and usually allows it to survive some pretty acidic environments anyway. Secondly, once the stomach was cut, the sperm and semen would have nothing to keep them from traveling south to the reproductive tract. Third, there would have been 
hundreds of millions of sperm. So even if 90% didn't make it, millions still would survive and end up in the right place or wrong huh. place, depending on how you want right. to look at it. Four, the ovaries are not directly attached to the fallopian tubes. There are little fingers like uh, like a sea anemone looking thing uh-huh. um, between the two. And usually when an egg leaves the ovary, the little fingers move it to the fallopian tube where it may or may not become fertilized during its journey to the uterus. Okay. Now, back in the day when artificial insemination first was used, sperm was actually injected into the lower abdomen in the hopes that this exact thing would happen, that hmm. some of the sperm would end up in the fallopian tube to meet up with an egg. Hmm. Yeah. So this particular pregnancy was completely against all odds. So many things had to be just perfect for it to happen, including the crazy chance that this had to have been within days of the girl's very first, maybe second time ever ovulating. In the end, a C-section was done. And the 15-year-old delivered a healthy six-pound, two-ounce baby boy. Uh, And so there's not a whole lot of follow-up. So all of this had been written up and published in 1988 in the British Journal of Obstetrics and Gynecology. So, like I said, I mean, this was written up by the doctors from the hospital, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's very it's a very good source. Right. Um, as far as follow-up, like what happened afterwards, there's just not a lot of information. And ah. so, yeah, the one thing that was written at the end of the article, though, and I quote, the young mother, her family, and the likely father, I, I don't know why they would say that, but right. uh, <laughs> uh, adapted themselves rapidly to the new situation. And Mm -hmm. some cattle changed hands to prove that there were no hard feelings. Some cattle? Some cattle. Wait a second. This isn't isn't this 88 or 89 at this point? 1988. 98, and they're still exchanging livestock? I guess. That's weird. And who has the hard feelings? Is it like the girl who had a his baby is like, sorry, I had your baby. Here's some cattle. Or is it like, oh, sorry, I nutted in your daughter's mouth and caused a pregnancy. <laughs> Here's some cows. Like, I have no idea. That's weird. Okay. Who's saying I'm sorry in this situation? I have no right, idea. Right, right, right. So, yeah, so that's how that ended, strangely. Mm-hmm. So that is a true story documented yes, of uh-huh. a virgin birth virgin birth that is crazy yeah. i know isn't that crazy yeah it really they is. always you know because even in your episode about is it a myth we say that you can't get pregnant by swallowing bum 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 there's always right. that's ex- what i was saying D- always an exception to the right rule. next yes. thing you're gonna get tell me a story about someone who gets pregnant in a hot tub no i'm not but <sighs> maybe someday So a couple things that I wanted to add to the end of this episode here. Mm -hmm. One is actually kind of back to the whole mistletoe thing. 
um, I did want to add that there's a story and it kind of depends on where you read this story about how what all happened. But basically, in a nutshell, in Norse mythology, mistletoe is a sign of peace and love. And the reason for that is because the goddess Fig lost her son to an arrow made of mistletoe. After that, she vowed that anyone who passed beneath the mistletoe had to kiss each other and never use it as a weapon and that it would always promote love and peace and even enemies would call a truce for the day if they happened to meet under the mistletoe. Hmm. So, you know, take that for what it's worth. Some say that nothing was ever mentioned about the whole kissing under the mistletoe in that story. I don't know, uh-huh. but there's there's another little thing. Interesting. Uh, another little story to think about. And then I want to tell you about a couple Christmas traditions around the world, which I think are fascinating. Yes, please. In the Czech Republic, mm-hmm. single women throw a shoe over their shoulder And if the shoe on Christmas Day, and if the shoe lands with the toe pointing to the door, she will soon marry. Huh. But Christmas Day, chuck a shoe over your shoulder. Don't hit anybody. Don't hit anybody. Just just over like that. Just like that. Just lop it. Like throw a bouquet. Yes, exactly. Okay. And if the toe is pointing towards the door, you'll soon marry. Well, you're not single, oh. but a single right. woman could do that. Right, right, right. We know some single women. They right, do. we'll have them test it. Exactly. Now, in Belarus, which I had to look up, it's between Poland and Germany. Uh-huh. On Christmas Day, uh-huh. you line up the single women. You line them up. All one next the to the ladies, other. All the single ladies. <laughs> and you play that song. Uh-huh. And then you place piles of corn at the feet of each of these single women. Okay. And you let a cockerel loose. Do you know what a cockerel is? I don't know what a cockerel is. Google. It is a young rooster. Oh, okay. Yes. Now we know. Now, whoever's corn is chosen by the cockerel will be the first to marry. Okay. So you're going to put the corn down by everybody. And then the cockerel is going to run probably. To somebody's feet to somebody. and start some corn. Okay. Yeah. So you want the baby rooster to eat your corn. Right. And then you'll be the first to marry. Okay. You know, all these things are kind of making it sound like it's a good thing to get married. So. Right. I would like. <laughs> if we say to some of our single lady friends, hey, do me a favor and throw a shoe. They'll be like, absolutely not. <laughs> right. They'd be like, I don't want to get married. No. That's right. Points the right way. Or right. they'd be like kicking the corn like. I don't want to yeah. get mine's <laughs> ugly. You don't want my corn. Also in Belarus, uh, a single woman holds two mirrors up together on Christmas Day. They will see the person that she's going to marry. I don't understand that at all because I'm like, I don't care how you hold those mirrors, especially if you're in a room by yourself. Right? How are you? You're gonna only going to see yourself. So. Right. I, if you want to know more about that, you just have to look into it. Okay, I'll have to Google I just, that. That's yeah, weird. that's all I got from it. Uh-huh. But I, it doesn't make, maybe you have to be in a crowded room or in the middle right, of the right, city right. or something. I don't know. Standing on the rooftop, I don't know. 
um, in Scandinavia on Christmas Eve, you can bake a rice porridge called Rinskrat. Hmm. <laughs> yep, that's it. You said it. I'm sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it's a rice porridge and you hide an almond inside of it, a whole almond, and then you serve it up. And whoever gets the almond has to make a wish and will be married by next Christmas. My wish would be, I hope I'm not married by next Christmas. <laughs> but that's just me. Right. So is okay. it the Rissa Rissalmanad? R-I-S-G-R-Y-N-S-G-R-O-T. Okay, that's not Risk what I and just... Scrot. Risk and Scrot. I just sure. I'd be like, don't tell me the name of it before I try yeah. it. Because if you told me that's what it would call it, I'd be like, I'd be like, nah. Right. Yeah. I'm full. I had too many pancakes yeah. this morning. Thanks. <laughs> um, in Greenland, on this is the most sexist thing I have ever heard. By the way, mm. I read this and I'm like, oh, is that right? Okay. In Greenland on Christmas Eve. The husband and wife swap roles. On Christmas Eve, the husband waits on the wife and the wife gets a day of rest. Okay. So the other 364 days of the year. Right. The wife waits on the husband while he has a day of rest every day. Right. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think that that's, I don't think that's okay. Right. Right. You know, I mean, could you, she at least get Mother's Day too? Right. Sundays something you know the fifth Monday Fif of the month 15 minutes in the bathroom with okay. a uh, people yeah. magazine yeah no just on Christmas Eve all right so that's my little Christmas I episode. liked it that was very interesting I've you've you've told you taught me all kinds of things you know like literally I, I think I'm gonna start having mistletoe at Christmas I've never had it yeah I've I think never... so too are you gonna get like real mistletoe no, no, no. Something okay. plastic that I can Something plastic. Every year. I am yeah. not going up in an oak tree and sacrificing bulls and shit like that. Right, I will right, buy right. it at the Dollar Tree. Well, I would be afraid that <laughs> what if what if one of them explodes and oh, ejaculates all over ejaculates my... all over like all of a sudden you're just like boo 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 and it's like <laughs> you know, two weeks later someone comes and finds your body and you've got these mistletoe things. And then they can never gyms. figure it out because at that point, uh, her face was all sticky. I don't know. Can I look like, I look like a drive-by jizz jump? That was a drive-by jizzing. They got her. That's kind of funny. That is funny. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Or, or like one of the little kids is just running under it. Bam! Smack in the face with some jizz. <laughs> like, whoa, whoa, that's a mature mistletoe. Right. I thought you bought the baby mistletoe. <laughs> um, yeah, no, we're going with the fake shit because it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Much less dangerous. Plastic is better. Absolutely. <sighs> okay, thanks for the laugh. All right. Thank Merry you Christmas for to the us. <laughs> Merry Christmas to all. Yes. And all right. uh so use your mistletoe with caution. Please do. Please yeah. be careful where you aim that. Be careful where you aim that. Yes. Um, obviously virgins can get pregnant. Indeed. At least sorry one. about that. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's what mm -hmm. happened to Mary. You know, I and mean we just don't know. 
And so Happy we'll be holidays, back. everybody. We'll be back about the second week of January. Sounds good. All right. Goodbye, everybody. All right, goodbye. Merry Happy Christmas. holidays. Happy New Merry Year. Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm. All of those things. <laughs>